Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is our weekly call-in show, Who's There? Let's start with a call right away. Oh. Who's and thems of the Oscar nominee Best Picture? Uh, that MacBook, Lindsay Podcaster. Have you ever heard a more disinterested call? I know, truly. It's almost like a... <laughs> Did like, you feel pressured to do this? The caller was like, we're paying the caller to call. <laughs> so it sounded like... <laughs> it sounded like J-Lo and Ben Affleck on the, the red carpet for the premiere of Marry Me, you know, just like dutifully looking into the camera and like... Meh. Well, J Lo's doing work. That photo that that photo that came out this morning of them, Ben looks I think they're miserable. both doing work. <laughs> I think Can't they're both putting it. in the work. Can't wait to see. It's out on um, Peacock tonight. Tomorrow. Oh, tonight. Like tonight. Yeah, tonight. Like the air. It's Friday for yeah, you. It's Friday. In fact, we may even be doing a special Patreon only uh, talk along commentary with Mary Me. So if you've been waiting to sign up for our Patreon, I think this weekend's the weekend. Yeah. Mary Me, Mary Me. Say, say yes, yes, Mary Me. <laughs> I We finally remember the song. Say, say yes, yes. Well, Mary Me. <laughs> But I edited that episode, so I listened to that fucking song about a million times. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm okay. not complaining. But, Lindsay, we're not talking about Best Picture nominees for next year. We're talking about Best Picture nominees this year. <laughs> Are we going to see Marry Me on this list next year? I don't know. Maybe. Every time I see Best Picture nominees, I'm like, how many fucking movies are in this? Are we allowing in this category? You Ten. might as well throw in Marry Me, you know? Ten. It's almost like we're not even releasing enough movies for this list. Although a lot of movies on this list are mm, not good. I Okay, the point is, what are the who's and them's? This is not an awards podcast. The who's well, and them's of the best be. picture nominees. 
Uh, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West I mean, Side this Story. Is like a pra- this is a practice or an exercise in just like, what are the movies that most likely a lot of people will have seen have by the time of. this comes out? Yeah. We're, you know, and, and, that, and honestly, in that sense, the hooliest movie on this list is Coda. Seriously, because even like... Even though it's streaming. But but I'm just saying, even like Drive My Car has gotten more buzz. If you've heard of like any movies that people are talking about than Coda. I will say, though, in terms of my parents, they would more likely come across Coda on their flip, flip, flip through the TV than have heard of Drive My Car, which you have to like go to a theater to see, essentially. Right? Coda's the sort of movie that like I would go home, I would visit my parents, and like my mom would somehow... yeah. Despite not having an Apple TV subscription, be watching it on her iPad in the kitchen. I mean, I want to make it very clear. <laughs> like, Wait, I what? loved Coda. So I just want to I make that very, Coda. very clear. Um, but it's a who. But it is a who. It's a who of this list. So is, honestly, Drive My Car. And uh, you think the other one is Belfast. <laughs> Belfast. I have two movies left to watch on this list. Drive My Car and Belfast. I'm dying to watch Drive My Car. I've had the screener of Drive My Car for weeks. It's three hours long. I'm dying to. (laughs) Belfast. Belfast, I almost watch constantly. And I'm like, nah. (laughs) I think I'm good. That's the... I will watch it the day before the Oscars. I think I watched Belfast in a fever dream because I really didn't like it and and was snoozing. But a lot of our friends thought it was good. So there might be something Isn't that the one where Jamie Dornan sings uh, Everlasting Love? Sure. Sure is. And it's in black and white the whole time. Oh, it's that well. one. Okay, so Belfast who? Coda who? Don't look up Unfortunately them. of them. Drive my car who? Dune them. King Richard, them. honestly them. Licorice Pizza them. Nightmare Alley is cuspy them. I do feel Nightmare, like Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley is a cuspy <laughs> them. I think it's a who because I was surprised to see. Again, this is not an awards podcast. I was surprised to see it in here. Also, my dad called it Nightmare Fever when he was asking me if I'd seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's enough proof Annie for me. Nightmare it was Alley is boring. <laughs> I loved Nightmare. I I like Nightmare Alley, and it's I know it has why you only liked it. Grown. I love it. Yeah, I the more know I why think you about liked Nightmare it because it's a real. What do you mean? Yeah, it's a real movie. Like it's it is a, a real movie. movie, and you liked it because it's a it's a movie. You know what I mean? It's a movie. So is the Power of the Dog, a real movie. Real but movie. is the Power real of the Dog a movie? I loved it. Obviously, I mean, the Power of the Dog is interesting because it's the front runner. Everyone's saying, "Oh, it has all these nominations. This is the one to beat." On Gold Derby, it's the one at the top of the list. But does that make it a them? No. A Jane Campion, a queer Jane no. Campion Netflix movie starring Jesse Plemons well, also, <laughs> Benedict I Cumberbatch. Think the unfortunately the who them's of movies has a lot to do with like promo promo and rollout. So it's it's like it's kind of a conversation that's very silly because it's more it's like what is the awareness of this movie? It's like Dune was pretty high, you know. Netflix helps. Netflix does recommend it because they're, you know, hopeful for its chances, but does that make it a them? Like, my gut says it's a them, but I'm willing to be, you know, convinced otherwise. I mean, ultimately, the best picture list is a bunch of thems, too. So yeah. it's like we're talking about going niche in a list that's already mostly thems. I'm just thrilled that Drive My Car is on this list, even though, again, I have not seen it. <laughs> but I've heard amazing things. It's also sitting on my table like waiting to be watched every night like mm-hmm. begging to be watched and i'm like three hours <sighs> but i really want to watch it <laughs> i will i, I will, want I to will. give it respect belfast i'm just like i want to get it over with 
I want to I want to put my phone away. I want to give it three uninterrupted hours, and it's kind of hard to find three inter- uninterrupted hours. Speaking of who's and them's and Oscars, here's one other call before we get into comments. Thirteen-time Oscar nominee Diane Warren. Diane Warren has now been nominated for thirteen Oscars and has won zero. The trajectory of what she's putting in is decline. You know, like. Every year uh, we have a song that's less and less relevant uh, and good. Sorry. Uh, what? Uh, no, I know I'm She's saying this song sucks. She's <laughs> literally nominated for a Reba McIntyre, we love Reba, a not very good Reba song from a movie that like literally no one saw. You know what I mean? It's the Mila Kunis Glenn Close addiction drama. Right. Which no which everybody was like that's a movie and then moved on, you know? Like I don't that's deafening. The, the, no bells have rung after I said those words. Like no one's like, "Oh, yes, that movie." Her entry last year was The Life Ahead, that movie from Netflix that no one saw. I mean, I just feel like Diane, like I know you're just we're trying to get Diane in there every year until she wins, but write a song for I'm scrolling up. Dune, write Dune's theme or something. I don't know. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's gotta she'd call be. It, God, what's a cliche? She, she'd call it like Sands in the Hourglass by Diane Warren. Denis, get Diane on the horn for Dune part two. It is funny please. that when you look at this list of Best Picture nominees, none of these movies really do lend themselves to a song that Diane Warren might write. Like, if you really, seriously, if you, the only one is King Richard, and that's a Beyonce song. Beyonce took it, yeah. But if you think about it, like, West Side Story, we've already got our songs. Power of the Dog, that's a score. <laughs> Nightmare Alley, that's a score. Licorice Pizza, old songs. Belfast, that's doesn't, that's not really relevant. Coda. Well, there, you know what? Coda actually makes sense because she wants to be a singer. That's true. So if Diane Warren that's had true. written a beautiful ballad that's true. for the lead of Coda, whose name escapes me, and honestly, I don't feel like finding that that's name. true i think it would have been beautiful right and her final song was uh that she signed and sang was some i already forget it but it was i think it was a cover so it could have been like an original song written by diane warren oh she sang both sides now oh my god dumb sorry spoilers why oh i think that's helpful come on diane or come on people give diane a good movie i'm really here for dune part two as sung by diane warren it's just it's it's just you look at the list of nominated songs and I think we're really at the we might be at the bottom of the barrel at this point like we need to zhuzh up this category let me read to you the other nominees too it's like Diane's is the worst one on this list by a considerable it is but the other ones are like Bond song Encanto the King Richard Beyonce song and Down to Joy from Belfast like it is which is just a Van Morrison song. When it started, I was like, is this just a Van Morrison song? That's all it is. It's just a Van Morrison song. The entire movie is Van song. Morrison songs. I hate to... Oh, because he's from Northern Ireland. Right, 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 right. Is he straight up from Belfast? Yeah, he's from Belfast. Yeah. Okay. It's just like one of those things where I think we're, there's some... Something's missing. And I blame Diane because Diane's the one who's supposed to bring like the original song from a movie that actually was a hit as well. Mm-hmm. You know? And none of yeah. these songs 
are breaking out. And even in the Encanto song, the song that everyone's talking about is the Bruno song, not even this song. And no one's talking about this No song... Time to Die from Bond. No one. <laughs> no one's talking about No Time to no Die. No one. This song, though, what uh, Dos Oruguitas, this is the song, though, that makes me cry. This is the song that, like, gets the big tears from this from that part in the movie. But that's not even the song. I that, get it. It's just not the song that anyone's even talking about. And those songs are doing really well. Just n- this song is not. Um, it's just, like, a very interesting misread of, like, are there any? And Don't Look Up isn't even on this list. From Ariana Grande. I was I was convinced that the Ariana Grande song would be nominated for an Oscar when I heard that song. It's my favorite part of the it's my favorite part of the movie that I hate. <laughs> I love that song. It's shocking because you could clearly that song was like written to be an Oscar nominated song. It wasn't written for any other reason. So it's kind of just we- weird, you know. It's weird. Um, what sucks and what I keep thinking about, and I've thought about every time in the past ten years that Diane Warren has been nominated for a song that is not good. And again, this is really not like we love you, Diane. It, this this year specifically, if she wins for this song, I will actually be sad because this song sucks so hard. And I'm like, God, her legacy needs to be a win for a good song, not for a shitty song. They're giving her the Glenn Close Award. You know, they're giving her the like the you, that award doesn't go to Glenn Close I know, though. <laughs> they're giving her the you've done good enough. You know, you've done you've done it. It's funny. I really think that this is because we've moved away from original songs and into scores. People care so mm-hmm. much more about scores than they do original songs right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, like the the fact that we know like the names, like it's like Johnny Greenwood and like Nicholas Bertel and Hans Zimmer. Like I just I, it's just funny. The original song is not the is not the thing right now. Mm-hmm. How do I live? How do I live? Diane. I'll even take There You'll Be, Diane. Oh, my God. I mean, are any of these songs them? No, not at all. No. If it was a different song from Encanto, I would say yes, but no, none of these are. Even this this Billie Eilish song, that is that. You know when the Billie Eilish song was dropped? 2018? Eilish, no. Like literally 14 years ago. No, I think I'm, I don't think I'm misremembering this. Okay, it came out February 13th, 2020, which was one of the last times I saw a movie in theaters. And I listened to it in the House of Wax bar with some friends. And I remember it as one of the last outings that I went on before the lockdown. Don't project Listening your... to Billie Eilish don't, on a phone. Don't project your depressing narrative on Billie Eilish's version of No Time to Die. I think Billie Eilish, it's great to project depressing narratives it's onto true. Billie Eilish she, music. That's totally she's fine. She's like, thank you for projecting your depressing narrative. <laughs> Speaking of depressing narratives, Patrick Wilson is one up. Now that Lady Gaga isn't nominated for anything in terms of Oscars, Patrick Wilson is like, my time to shine. So he's zooming in here with his... Uh, He's not even is he nominated for anything? I don't know why I'm I'm acting like this is an Oscar. No, this is Moonfall promo. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's doing press for Moonfall. He's doing press for Moonfall's Oscar win next year. They're definitely going to be in best picture. <laughs> yeah, next year. You saw it, best picture, yeah. right? Yeah, best picture, best actor, best supporting actor. Patrick Wilson shocks with canine confession: colon, I've eaten dog poop, and then he tells a story about how like because he walks his dog a lot so and like picks up the poop, probably the poop has gotten in his mouth, which. I'm not sure that's how I don't have a dog and neither do you. I'm not sure that's how like picking up dog poop works. I don't think it gets in your mouth. He licks the bag. Yeah, but the poop is in it before. I know, but he said he might have had some on his hand. This is a stupid. It's a stupid thing. I like wanted it to be funnier when I clicked it and it just isn't. And when asked about his least favorite smell, the little children's star also brought up his beloved canines. You're talking to a guy that spends a good portion of his week cleaning up dog shit in his yard, he quipped. But I'm sort of immune to that now. I think this guy just eats dog shit. 
<laughs> what a dullard. I love him, but what a dullard. Anyways. Let's play some comments. The moon is falling. The moon is falling. The moon fell. I'd rather watch. I'd rather the moon literally fall on me than listen to that Diane Warren song again. <laughs> okay. Again, no offense, no offense, no, no offense. No, offense. You're, it's offense. And when she wins, you. When you think it's the end of the road, it's just cause you don't know where the road's leading to. When you think that the mountain's too high and the ocean's too wide and you'll never. Uh, hi, Weekly. Um, this is Emma, the uh, the Jeopardy hooligan. Um, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> um, uh, thank you. First of all, um, I did not watch the Queen's Gambit. I thought that it looked terrible. The question, the answer was like the, the Kasparov, who's like there's like two famous chess people, and I was like it's probably this one. Um, and then it was. Um, and I'm excited for you all. I know you've taped it before, but the Thursday night show has a really great who who again category yeah wow hi uh now you can see all those long time long time calls that i've made uh embarrassing yeah wait oh also bobby we've met before i'm friends we met at tony smith's birthday in like 2019 i like didn't tell you that i was in the podcast until like the end of our conversation because i was trying to be cool um, grateful for Sharna. okay crunch crunch bye wow we wouldn't normally play a call like that but guess what She's a Jeopardy winner, so you <laughs> we're playing the call. <laughs> I want to know what she won. I'm looking up her winnings. Nearly $60,000. Oh, my God. Our girly Emma, who has not watched the chess show. Shout out to Emma for not watching the chess show. But it just shows she didn't watch the chess the, She didn't watch the chess show. That's hard to say. The chess show. But she did know the answer to that question, which was just like, think of a chess guy. You know, it's got to be this mm-hmm. chess guy. And she guessed. And she got it right thrilling Congrats. and i've met her oh my god i've met a celebrity <laughs> she brought up a category that she did that because i didn't really i didn't watch the episodes i feel like mm-hmm. we should try and answer this this cat the this category okay ready so the category she's talking about is um dating the reality show okay. i just want to know how well we do we get every other question okay. wrong and wrong in the game but we might be able to get these right okay trista rain andy dorfman and katie thurston have each held this title role and dare we say responsibility come on that's easy uh what is the bachelorette that's correct okay great Okay, head to Casa Amor to see if singles in bathing suits become soulmates after a solid few days on this show, USA. What is Love Island? All right, you got it right. Somehow, TLC built a hit show called This that centered on the time length established by the USA's K-1 visa program. Oh, um, what is 90 Day Fiance? Oh my God, I win Jeopardy. <laughs> Emma, you're not special. <laughs> okay, what's next? Are they supposed to get harder? Come on. Oh, it was me. Will You Marry Me was episode two of this Lachey-hosted show where couples got engaged before meeting face-to-face. What is Love is Blind? Oh my God, we're four for four. Okay, can you get this last one? It's supposedly the hardest, but I don't know. Punning on a vodka drink, Punning. MTV's X here has reality stars still trying to find new love while dealing with past lovers. Come on. Punning. What is X on the beach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did we get all of them right? Yes. We are idiot savants. We're winners. <laughs> 
We're winners. We're Jeopardy winners. This is great. That was easy. I feel like I could write each of those questions to be 20% harder. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love using this one specific category of Jeopardy on a well, specific day to like make judgments on the whole show. No, the show is too easy. <laughs> the show is too easy. Anyways. Well, congratulations, Emma. Congratulations, Emma. I forgot we were friends. Uh, and <laughs> I'll see you at Tony's next birthday party. Next call. Oh, my God. Lindsay Bobby, after years of calling in, the last thing I expected was a 30-minute segment on the Christiana Mall. It's Christiana, by the way. It's in Newark, Delaware. We don't pronounce it Newark. And there is no airport. I am from there. This is blowing my mind. Um, yeah, Christiana Mall was a total who it fell apart in the early aughts and then it just got fully revitalized developers put a ton of money into it they leveled it started over and now it is massive and there's a huge fashion center that's adjacent to it and the movie theater and all of that is brand new they had to rework the entire i-95 route one like interchange highway systems for years it's just been the worst traffic to be able to get there because they had to fully reroute traffic patterns. And my mom used to work at Christiana Mall. She worked at the Lens Crafters in, in her early 20s, famously. So did my grandma. It's an absolute institution. But I, and, and all this time, I did not know that Charles Barkley's daughter was named after Christiana Mall, even though he's pronouncing it wrong. Um, and my first dog was named Barkley after Charles Barkley, my family's first dog. And little did we know, we had so much in common. If you want to know anything else about the local area, I'm your correspondent. All right, crunch, crunch. Me in Delaware? What a call. What an amazing call. <laughs> Just to recap, it's Christiana, not Christiana. It's Newark, not Newark. There is no airport in Newark, in Newark, Delaware, which means that you would never be confused by the Newark airport and the Newark airport. This caller says the Christiana Mall traffic is terrible, and that's the reason they don't go there. And despite not knowing that Christiana Mall was the namesake for Charles Barkley's daughter, this caller named their dog after Charles Barkley. So Incredible. What In else is there to say? Incredible. What else is there to say? Nothing. Moving on. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Five fun things to know about Stephen Amell. One, I don't know if his last name is pronounced Amel or Amel. Two, he's definitely a who three um he's married to cassandra from season five of america's next top model um who famously walked off the show when her hair was cut short but crucially not rosemary's baby short and tyra wanted to cut it again um so iconic who couple four um he and his cousin robbie amell are both in the arrowverse as you mentioned but weirdly they don't play characters who are related, even though they look exactly the same and no one ever comments on it. Um, and five, during COVID last year, one of his neighbors was mad at him and pooped on his roof. Okay, Leanne Cuisine, crunch, crunch. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I don't care about any of those except for the last one. Hold on. June 14th, 2021, Arrow star Stephen Amell accuses neighbor of pooping on his roof. Yes. The, the actor has apparently been feuding with his neighbor in question for three years over what he claims is illegal construction. On Memorial Day, there was apparently some kind of altercation between Amell's wife, Cass, and the mystery woman. And next day, the neighbor allegedly snuck onto their property, climbed onto their roof, and took a shit. Oh my God, the shit. Yeah. He took a picture of the shit and posted it on Facebook. Yeah. 
Love that story. Didn't find that in my little Google search. <laughs> He's Listen... not the guy in the show that I like. He's the guy in Arrow. Yes. Okay. Just confirming. The cousin is in the show that you like. And they're cousins, but Upload. and they look a lot alike, but no one ever addresses that. <laughs> they look a lot alike. A lot but no one's addressing. We're not addressing no, that. Things only that we're you. not speaking of. Okay. Only you. You confuse them. I um, did. Here is the clip of here is the clip of Stephen's now wife Cassandra when she appeared on America's Next Top Model. Rob's ready to cut your hair because we're gonna start. I'm not gonna cut it, babe. No. no. I'm not gonna cut it. I told him I wasn't gonna cut my hair anymore. That I didn't think I needed to in order to be successful at this. So you're not ready to cut your hair? No. You know, I really don't have time for this today, so you just got to leave my set, okay? Cassandra did not want to cut an extra inch off her hair. I said to her, do you realize by not complying with this haircut, where does that put you? And she said, well, I guess I'm going to go home. to be myself and I want to walk out of this competition knowing that I did what I think was right in the long run and that includes not letting people try and change the way I am. Hello? Tyra? Yeah? It's Jay. <laughs> okay, that is a that is a cycle that I definitely watched and is actually iconic, That's iconic in a true sense stunning. of the word. She left the show because she didn't want to cut her hair any shorter. Also, I feel like <laughs> when you do that or when you cry about the hair, like if you're part of the like, if you're one of the people in America's Sex and Model that complained about the hair, cried or left, like you're mm -hmm. part of like a just a, a beautiful history, a beautiful legacy, mm -hmm. you know, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, caller. Wow. The five things. The caller's uh, structure... Five things? Perfect. Brilliant. I bet you wrote that. That was beautiful. <laughs> I bet you wrote that. I bet you wrote that. Like wrote it out and read it, you know, so it was yeah, perfect Yeah, no, delivery. it was perfect. Loved it was it. beautiful. It was gorgeous. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I feel like um, Hitomi Mochizuki has been like a YouTube them for a certain type of girly for a while now. Does dating Sean Mendez bring her into like general who status? Is she on her way to like non-YouTube hoodum. Would love to hear your thoughts. Crunch, crunch. Okay. Uh, I'm confused. He's not dating this woman. They're not dating, as We're far as we can tell. We're getting a little now. overzealous about a, a they woman. They could be. They, but they're there, not. There's no confirmation. They could be. There's, But they're not. I can't confirm or deny whether or not Hitomi Mochizuki and Shawn Mendes are okay. dating. Okay. Shawn Mendes is not <laughs> dating like a random woman who is like a like a youtube yogi like he's just not yeah. he's not like he just got his aura red or whatever you know what i mean he according to page six sean mendez spotted an odd beach ritual with brunette yogi in hawaii <laughs> odd beach ritual and no it's not the beach that makes you old it's the beach that makes you i don't know get yeah it pressed. actually is a they misspelled old it's old beach ritual not odd beach ritual <laughs> Oh my God, you're right. I love this. I put uh, three instances of this. Page six's lead on this was, there's nothing holding him back. The Sun put it in the headline, nothing holding him back. Who is Shawn Mendez's shaman, Hitomi Mochizuki? And Hollywood Life put it in their Instagram caption, there's nothing holding him back. Shawn Mendez performed an intimate beach ritual with Yogi Hitomi Mochizuki in Hawaii. Link in bio. Nothing more we don't know this man than everyone repeating the same lyrics from his most popular song. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, so proof. Well, proof we've never met this man. Anyone. Baby, there's nothing holding me back. What was this ritual that she did? They were... She blew smoke in his mouth or something? It's called... A sacred It's smoke? called rapé. It's a tool. Okay. And it's about cleansing yourself of negative energy, which involves okay. some sort of powder. Or he was just mm-hmm. doing some sick drug I've never heard of, which I also accept, you know? Maybe he was figuring another plane of existence. Hi, guys. Welcome back to my channel. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to share with you some of my go-to vegan meals that I've been making once a week, if not a few times a week. Hello, it's your girl Hitomi. Welcome to my channel or welcome back. Thank you for being here and hanging with me. Today I just wanted to show you a gym vlog of sorts and show you some glute isolating exercises that I've been doing at the gym. And Hitomi is a very, very prolific and longtime YouTuber who's vi- I'm trying to like what's the, what's a good way to just like succinctly characterize it's like her wellness, vibe? It's not that like, she's it's well it's wellness influencer situation it's, it's eco wellness it's a eco wellness right it's like she's always outside it's very like yeah. sunlight the type of person who's like you want to be grounded like barefoot you know how like oh the energy and you know putting your feet on the soil and stuff like that it's very um naturalistic wellness i guess eco putting your wellness, feet on like the you soil <laughs> you know like that whole thing where it's like grounding 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 the very Gwyneth you're Paltrow just trying thing. to describe it's like a very well-known archetype of person um, she mm-hmm. just happens to be the influencer version of that, which apparently yes. means that celebrities go to her and she blows smoke in their face or like whatever or teaches them yoga, you know, and Shawn Mendes mm-hmm. famously loves yoga. I feel like people yes. know. People know. I mean, bar- people barely know who he is, but they know he loves yoga. Mm-hmm. From April 3rd, 2018, Shawn Mendes tweeted, yoga is no joke. And because he's recently out of like a pretty significant and popular like two pop star relationship people are going to be super on alert for like what happens to each of them next yeah did you see that uh camilla cabello is uh, about to release her next album uh, did you see that that's my question do to we you. need that in our world you be the judge no my question to you is did you see that she's about to release her new album that she instagrammed about it i didn't see it no well, that just, I just, I figured you didn't see it, which I'm saying disproves your point that people are paying attention to both of them. <laughs> I'm seeing more about who she's maybe or maybe not dating than anything about yeah, an album, which that's fair. also says everything that needs to. That's fair. I believe it's called Familia, her new album. Cute. I will not be streaming. So <laughs> what else is this woman about? Here's her most famous video. It's the pinned video on her YouTube from two years ago. 1.1 million views. I lived in a tree for a month. I started this video and <laughs> at the beginning she says at, <laughs> at the beginning she says this really funny thing. I'm sure you can play the clip, but it's something like So I I've been in this tree and, and she refers to she refers to the things around her as hers, as in possessive. My, my stuff, my things. And then she says something like, Well, none of this is mine. And I couldn't figure out if she meant oh, she's renting this treehouse, or I don't believe in ownership. And I kind of think it's the latter. I think she's like, nothing is yours. Everything is everybody's. But also, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm reading too into like her whole vibe. But it's that type of vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. I lived in a tree and nothing is mine vibe. Mm-hmm. She's also queer. She's, Timmy did some uh, some digging. She's queer and posted these photos of... Um, 
her very like intimately holding a hand and captioning it things to show up fully for in life featuring you know a, a photo dump and it's her like very lovingly holding caressing someone's hands and timmy very quickly realized that those are not Sean Mendez's hands. So it's like, uh, she's not doing anything actually intimate with Sean Mendez, so it doesn't really seem like they're dating. But also, she's non-monogamous, so maybe she's in a polyamorous relationship with Sean Mendez. But also, we're really, really digging here. I think we're reaching We're really, really digging. I think we're here. reaching a, a lot into yes. this uh into this hole mm-hmm. of maybes, you know, with Sean Mendez's I do think this is the right type of person for Shawn Mendes, though. Definitely, like a perfect match like for Shawn Mendes. Like a sur- like serious. a surfer or like a or like a wakeboarder yeah. or something like that. Someone too. who's really chill. Someone who's uh, chill uh, uh, and like loves like the the sea or something. Not entirely unfamiliar with what it means to be famous or notable in some right. way. Like he couldn't date a normie because I don't think they could deal with his level of right. fame. Also, she's by no means a pop star, but she's famous. Also, to be clear, Shawn Mendes is a them, but anyone he is, anyone he dates is probably going to be a who. Um, I think his next girlfriend's going to be a who. Yeah. So to answer this caller's question, does make does this whole news cycle make Hitomi? A broader who beyond where she was already arguably a YouTube them. Does this make her a broad who? Seeing her everywhere. I think yes. Mm, I think she's still a nah. You think she's still a nah? Yeah, I'm gonna think I'm gonna need to see her more places and need, like, talked about for like longer than one week went with like from via like two photos. But I mean I guess okay. because she's an influencer, she's already like out here getting two hundred thousand views, but it feels very like mm-hmm. niche and nah to me. Isn't it funny that even the most like New agey, spiritualistic, nothing is ours, blah, blah, blah person on YouTube begins their video about living in a tree for a month with Audible Spawn. (laughs) (laughs) Can't escape it. Literally, Jeff Bezos is paying me. Can't escape Uh, it. Can't escape it. Please enjoy my video. How is she supposed to pay for the various powders, you know? Like, we've all... (laughs) Capitalism owns us all. Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com slash sample-policy. Spot Pet insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. So I'm calling in because Amazon keeps pushing down my throat ads for Reacher, even though I'm probably never going to watch it, truth be told. But anyway, the guy on there, Alan Rich, Richson, I want to say his name is, 
I feel like he's been in so many different things, and he's definitely, like, a who at this point. But considering he's on an Amazon show, and, you know, I don't even know if he's doing well. But does it seem like it might transition him to being a them? Hmm, that even sounds ambitious saying it. But, anyway, just was wondering about that. The most I know him for offhand is not for being really anything in particular, but I remember he was in that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and apparently, like, whatever company made that treated him very poorly. So, that's what I remember him for. All right. And that's it. Crunch, crunch. Living with a laptop. He played a... He did the he did the Avatar dots, the Zoe Saldana, uh, Kate Winslet dots to be a turtle in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> he was Raphael. I mean, to be fair, he's fucking huge he doesn't even he's need, humongous he doesn't even need to like dot up he could have just gotten painted green i mean his <laughs> his neck alone is thick <laughs> let's dot up here's a quote from him talking about the experience of uh portraying Raphael in tmnt and the sequel it made me hate life so much so much <laughs> They were so bad to us, and they broke so oh, many promises. No. I said no. I didn't want to do it because I'm going to waste the best years of my career on something that nobody's even going to know that I'm a part of. And then he goes, I don't want to just be some guy in a mask. I'm quoting him again. And they go, no, no. This is a whole new live action one-to-one. You move, they move. You're just as much a part of this as anybody else. When it comes time to get out there, you're going to be in every country in the world. Premieres all over the place. We're really going to get you out there. Uh, and then he continues. Uh, Not only would they refuse to allow us to talk to the press oh and talk God. to people. But we found out that after the fact that they told people we were refusing interviews, which <gasps> isn't true. They wouldn't let us in cars to go home from the set. The Turtles. They wanted to get the crew out there to get them off the clock. If they stayed, they had to pay them. If we stayed, they don't. We're sitting on our backpacks in an empty car park. It's just like, wow, this guy had a very traumatic experience like filming obs- two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. I didn't read this, awful? but I'm kind of obsessed with like the like revolt of the live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guys. Who were the other guys? Now I want to like look up the other human. Oh, the other t- human the men. The other TMNT guys. The human men um, who had to suit up in the dots. And can, for, first of all pop quiz to see how them the teenage mutant ninja turtles are in 2022 mm, don't ask me to name can them. you name the other name the other turtles Raphael, we got one well which he's was Raphael. yes leonardo donatello got it got it one and more. uh Raphael and uh michelangelo michelangelo right okay. well. so their names are have never heard of any of these people jeremy howard was donatello uh-huh pete plozek was leonardo uh-huh noel fisher was michelangelo incredible and then, of course, Megan Fox was April O'Neil. Well, I mean, shout out to them. They put in the work. I didn't realize he was out here giving, no, like, No, 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 no. Lindsay, damning... Lindsay, Lindsay. Stephen, Stephen Amell was in this. No. He was Casey Jones. I don't know who that is. Okay. He back was? Back to Stephen Amell. Wow. He was, he was Casey Jones. Incredible. Sorry, poop on the roof. Okay. It all comes poop back to poop on the roof. Alan Richardson, though, is not complaining anymore because now he's playing- To the tune of Freak on a Leash. Now he's playing Sorry. a character without dots. He's playing a real man. Although, uh, <laughs> I would argue- <laughs> He's playing a character without dots. I mean, every they need to put the asterisks on like Avatar performances. Like it's like Zoe Saldana dots, Kate Winslet dots. Because how are you supposed to know who's in there if it's an Andy Circus dots? (laughs) Well, Andy Circus's entire career is dots. 
so now he's Reacher on Amazon, which is like a show that's being pushed to any man over the age of 28 years old. You know, like if you are a man over the age of 28, you have seen the ads for Reacher. Somehow it doesn't reach mm-hmm. women. It just reaches for men. I'm kidding. I'm mostly kidding, but I did see my dad turn it on and then watch every episode in like a matter of hours. <laughs> And I was like, I kept asking, what is this about? So, and he was like, he's a drifter. <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> so Jack Reacher is a famous literary star. Yes. Very popular books. Very popular book series. And the books are written by uh, Lee Child. And ja- and Tom Cruise, I think air quotes, famously played Jack Reacher in a movie from 2012. I think people liked I th- these movies. There were two Reacher movies, I'm pretty sure. But the funniest thing about these movies is that in the book, Reacher, whatever his name is, his name is Reacher. His Jack Reacher. His name is Jack Reacher. <laughs> name is Jack Reacher. <laughs> Reacher. He, he's famously huge. Like, I think his hands are described as dinner plates. Like his, Dinner plates. Like his- he is described as... Quote, extremely tall, extremely broad, long-armed, and long-legged with hands the size of dinner plates. That is not, that is the opposite of Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a built guy. So fans Tom of Cruise Reacher is famously short. were mad that Tom Cruise, who's famously not tall and doesn't have hands the size of dinner plates, was playing Reacher. And then when mm-hmm. they spun it off into a TV show... <laughs> the, what's really funny is the writer of the books came out and was like, yeah, people weren't happy about Tom Cruise, but they're thrilled about this guy because he's fucking huge. <laughs> His hands are the size of dinner plates. <laughs> His neck is the, the circumference of this guy, a, you know, a dinner plate. A di- <laughs> also a dinner plate. <laughs> this guy is huge. And I'm like, it's like not it's not. We're not in the business of talking about people's bodies, but this guy is in the business of having a body people talk about. And we can say he's got a big fucking body. And (laughs) they also cast him next to smaller people, I suspect, therefore making him look even bigger. His love interest is definitely like 5'1 in this. (laughs) <laughs> okay, but what else has he been in? He's he's been in a million things. Is the whole thing? Well, he's he's originally he's still in a who the, I think now. He, he broke out in the Hunger Games, and before that he okay. he like modeled for Abercrombie and Fitch, which is pretty funny. He was an underwear model, and then yeah, he was his big thing was the Hunger Games. But in between mm-hmm. that, he had a really funny moment where he was on American Idol, which I'm like <laughs> that was, <laughs> I was like what <laughs> here's the thing about Amer- this american idol clip we're probably going to play the clip in full it's hysterical it's from early american idol paula abdul is still on it it's from 2004 and this whole bit is that he comes in and he's hot and he has a pretty good voice and simon and randy are like they do this whole bit and they're like they're like we'll leave and let you sing to paula and you can serenade Paula alone. <laughs> and they do a whole bit. And Paula doesn't want him to leave. And she clutches him. And she's like, don't leave me. And they drag him off set. And it's like, I think he was um, he was obviously a working model cast. at this point. He was cast for yeah. this. That's what it seems like. I he was never so meant too. to be a singer. They needed a hot model with a voice. But what I love about this clip that we may have we ha- we may have or may not have already played is that this is the kind of thing that you can tell that he does not want to talk about. Like it doesn't come up in any interviews, right? Like you'd think reporters who are just as good at us as Googling would see that he was on American Idol and be like, "Hey, you're on." Amer-. I think this is like, it, and I find this charming. He is like, "Do not bring up me being on American Idol, or else I will be walking out of this interview." How y'all doing? Uh, sorry, Alan. Can I just say before you start, thank you. 
Thank you for putting a little smile oh, on Oh, you put a brain. smile on Paula's face. <laughs> Come here. First time we've seen her smile at Alex. Oh, oh, my God, oh, God Paula. I am single, you know, shoot. There was this one guy in Atlanta. His name is Alan Richardson, and he's totally hot. Randy and Simon decided to leave the table and let Alan sing the whole audition to me. Now, listen, I'm a professional, and it didn't sway my decision much. You are the sunshine of my life. Mm. That's why I always stay around. You are the apple of my eye. Oh. Forever you'll stay in this heart. Talk about my neck, the size of a dinner plate. Talk about my pecs, the size of a dinner plate. Talk about Why my arms, the size of a dinner plate. Why is everything the size of a dinner plate? Is it a standardized? Is it a standard size that we're using? I, I believe so. I believe a dinner plate is actually it's all, yes. Traditionally, a standard dinner plate has always had a diameter of guess the inches. Eight inches. Ten point five. Those are big hands. That's a big hand. 10.5. I don't a, think my plates are that big. Maybe they are. That's a big. Maybe they are. It's a big dinner a big, plate. I just didn't know that we were all hand. on the same page about knowing how big a dinner plate was. I mean, I didn't know until just now. But, but I, guess I can guess. I can, in your mind's eye, plate, I think big. you can see how big a dinner plate is. I think the scene in Overboard where Goldie Hawn accidentally gets her hands super glued to dinner plates. But I'm like, what if those were Alan Richson's hands? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> There's one more piece of who adjacent gossip, not gossip, um, mm. factual information about Alan Richson. And it is the fact that he was supposed to be Aquaman in the failed Aquaman pilot. Well, he... But they recast him as Justin Hartley. No, well, so that never happened, though. It's funny. Yeah, that never it failed. He played Aquaman on some CW show as like a yeah. cameo. And then they were like, we're going to spin you off and give you your own show and you can also be Aquaman. And they were like, never mind, we're using Justin Hartley instead. And then Justin Hartley made an Aquaman pilot and it was a flop and it flopped and it no, flop. never picked up. But I think Alan Richson, which I like about him, he's a talk, talk, talker because he's bringing up mm -hmm. all this shit. If he's <laughs> he's mad about the turtles, he's not mad about the Aquaman. He Like he really is talking, talking, talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at this photo that we have in here of him shooting Jack Reacher, and I'm like, I think I'm going to watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for you to watch it and tell me who he is. Okay. Because I, I could not figure it out. He's like in a small town. There's stuff happening. He's killing people. Did you write this or did Timmy? Anyway, he's huge. <laughs> That's <laughs> Was me. Was that you? That's me. <laughs> anyway, he's I huge. I wanted to show you he's that huge. he's huge. In a, in a if you put Tom Cruise next to this person, it'd be like it'd be like those like silhouettes of tallest buildings in the in the world, <laughs> and he and he would be like the um uh what what's the big the, what's the big tower Tom Cruise climbs in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. <laughs> I don't. Know. You're asking the wrong person. What's that tower? I don't. Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Okay. He'd be like the Burj Khalifa, and Tom Cruise would be the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> That's what it would look like. I would like. love to see Tom Cruise climb this guy it's hot yeah it'd be good that's a good show that's a multiverse i'd like to visit <laughs> the reacher multiverse i feel like a lot of our big hunks are now are australian and guess what he's not he's american yeah he's from hometown North, hero he's from north dakota yeah so is famously josh duhamel josh damal mm -hmm. josh damal 
Jack Reacher, as deceased, retired army. Bronze star, silver star, and a purple heart. What in God's name is a guy like that doing in Margrave? What's a guy like that doing in jail? Zip ties? Cuffs didn't fit him. You guys recycle. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. First time, long time. I'm calling about the latest on Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy of the iconic it dot 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 Rebecca Vardy's account. Uh, so Rebecca Vardy is suing Colleen Rooney for libel. Um, and the court filings just came out, even though they haven't gone to trial yet. So a ton of like evidence and stuff. And I know this because my boyfriend sent me a tweet that says from at Benjamin Butter, even Agatha Christie couldn't write this. Rebecca Vardy's PR, who seems to have admitted leaking in messages, was told to hand her phone over to the court. But the phone regrettably fell into the North Sea after a boat she was on hit a wave shortly after the last hearing. It fell into the sea. This is incredible. The court filings have so much good shit in them. Um, please talk about this. Okay, grateful for Sharna. This is amazing. How is this still going on? Like, I have we no talked idea. about this years ago, two years, years ago at years. this point? When October was... 2019 was it's Rebecca Vardy's account. Shut uh, and October we're still, and we're still in legal proceedings yeah. over this. That's shocking. Yeah, shocking. It's really something else. It's really something else. Shocking. So all of this, all of this reporting um, that we're going to be talking about stems from like when you see it aggregated, it's all from as far as I could tell the independence um, reporting, and then they got all these court records. But this all hinges around WhatsApp messages. So to refresh your memory, Rebecca Vardy. It's Rebecca Vardy. It's Rebecca Vardy is being sued for libel by Colleen Rooney. And Colleen Rooney famously claimed that Rebecca Vardy was checking Colleen's close friend's Instagram account and leaking where she was and what she was doing to the press. And uh -huh. when Colleen uh -huh. Rooney figured that out, Colleen Rooney started putting lies on her Instagram close friend's account and made it so only Rebecca Vardy could see them. And so that when she noticed that stories were writing up, lies about her that she had planted in her Instagram stories, she knew that only Rebecca Vardy could have possibly done this, okay? Mm -hmm. Now she's suing Rebecca Vardy for libel. And Rebecca Vardy's agent, whose name is, what did I, I put it in here, right? Her agent's name is Caroline Watt. Caroline Watt and Rebecca Vardy apparently both had access to the Instagram account and they WhatsApped all the time. And in these court documents, they have some WhatsApp messages and they say things like, Oh, Colleen Rooney is a nasty bitch. Colleen Rooney is such a dick. At one point it says, uh, because the press was saying that, oh, I can't believe that someone I trusted leaked these stories to the press. Miss Watt told Ms. Vardy in the WhatsApp, quote, it wasn't someone she trusted. It was me in a message accompanied by a laughing emoji. So it's like, okay, I think I have proof in WhatsApps that she did do this, that I can successfully sue her for libel, but they want more information from this phone. And now that they've asked for more information from the phone, Caroline Watts says, oops, it fell into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> the phone fell into the sea. Wow. She had was no idea what she was way getting herself up, right? into calling out this girl. Did she? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think she had any idea. I think she had no fucking idea what she was getting. She thought she was this. just having fun. But when you read all this, it's really long. And when you read all of the um, actual details, I kind of, I'm not even fully convinced that Rebecca Vardy is the one who leaked 
all maybe she leaked some of them but not all of them because even in this reporting they say that there are other messages on the whatsapp between uh caroline and rebecca where she says what a joke all i've ever been is nice to her um even when wayne was being a c-word i bet it's her pr doing it i can't really see anyone being that arsed with selling stories on her so in private messages rebecca vardy tells her assistant or someone I bet that Colleen's own PR is leaking this stuff and trying to make me the scapegoat or trying to blame it on me. So it's like, I don't know what to believe anymore. What? Yeah. <gasps> bet it's their PR again. Has to be. I really can't see anyone being that arsed with selling stories on her. And then her, Rebecca Vardy's lawyer says, quote, Ms. Rooney's team, quote, relies upon selective and incomplete WhatsApp exchanges, conveniently ignoring the messages which, which demonstrate beyond doubt that the claimant was not responsible for leaking the defendant's private information to the Sun. Meanwhile, the, the phone with more information is in the sea. Oh, my God. It's in the sea. We need it's to get a James sea. Cameron expedition. Get down there like the Titanic. <laughs> this is something he would love. He would fucking get his. He you know, you know, he has a submarine on standby. Right? He's probably in a submarine now. Since he he's filmed probably... Titanic, he's like got that sub waiting. He gets in his sub all the time. It's like, you know he does. You go for a walk to get Java. It's James Cameron like getting in his sub and like going down to like <laughs> take a look at some sea life. It's awful. Like where is Avatar 2, by the way? Where? Oh, they're not filming it because he's in his sub. Where the fuck is Avatar 2, truly? Like where is it? Where is so it? Many. I mean, I, I really want to know where Avatar where 2 is. Where the fuck is Avatar 2? That's a great question. I'm starting to get I'm starting to get alarmed. <laughs> I need to know where Avatar 2 is. Anyway, that's your Rebecca Vardy Colleen Rooney update. That's um, crazy that this is one crazy. this is still going on. Yeah. This is And like the caller still... said, it's not even the the trial hasn't even begun. It's just in this it's in this particular stage. They're both wasting so much money on this, by the way. <laughs> and no, they, they both look bad. I know, I know, and they both look bad. If I was their footballer husbands, I'd be like, really? Do we have to continue this? <laughs> you know? Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I just want to read the following people headline to you. David Arquette introduces first female Bozo the Clown, Jozo Bozo. Crunch Crunch. Bozo the Clown, one of the femiest clowns, right? One of the only them clowns. Like, name some of the them clowns. Uh, 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 the, the killer? It? Oh, uh, Pennywise. Yeah. Uh, Clune. And Did you watch John, Baskets? Wayne, John Wayne Grace, Gacy. Gracie? John Wayne Gacy, famous clown. But what about like... Um, Bozo. Uh, McDonald's? Clown names. McDonald's? Ronald? Ronald McDonald. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I love that you're like, name some clowns and I'm like, <laughs> yes. Krusty. Krusty the Krusty. clown from uh, Simpsons. Sure. Right? Yeah. So bozo i would say gotta be number one at least in america right the most famous american clown bozo apart from pennywise okay i didn't is that okay yeah is that unfair i assume we're gonna get to how david arquette's involved but yes bozo the clown yes. is a famous clown keep going okay so bozo the clown used to be owned by the licensing rights to bozo the clown were owned by wgn in chicago for a very long time they were owned by chicago Chicago's WGN since 1959. Okay. And they were owned by WGN in Chicago until October 2021. Or maybe it happened in September, but the fall of 2021. Okay. Who bought the rights from WGN in Chicago for Bozo the Clown in fall of 2021? David Arquette. 
What money did he use to to buy that those rights? Sorry, what money did he use to buy those rights? His money from the new screen Shut movie, up. at least in part. Shut up. Why did he do that? Because he loves clowns. Okay, he loves clowns. He bought the full so rights wait. to Bozo the Clown, and now he introduced a new clown who is, as the People headline states, the first female Bozo the Clown of color, Jozo Bozo. First of all, we absolutely love it. But my my the funniest thing here is that he used the money from a scary movie to buy yes. and attempt to de-scarify, not a word, to de-stigmatize, but not really. De-stigmatize, not really. Not really. Uh, De-frightenatize, again. We're just to take this. De-scarify will work. Okay, to de-scarify. Language is malleable. Thank you. The image of Bozo the Clown. To buy the the rights to and then rebrand him as not scary. Yes. He said. That's so much work to ahead it, of him. It's a lot of work. He said, to entertainment tonight, I love clowns. I've been in a sort of clown period of my life. <laughs> I'm studying to be a clown. Yes, and I'm working yes, with an amazing organization yes. called Healthy Humor. They go into hospitals and entertain people who are going through a tough time and make them smile and bring joy and love and laughter into their lives. Okay. He has been on Instagram documenting his time in like clown college or like the whatever clown college is. Uh-huh. Clown college is I get at the point like yes. a joke at this point. He's reading a book on clowning by Misha Usov, who is the founder of the Professional Clowning Institute. Uh-huh. Um, and now he's introduced his first creation, which is Jozo Bozo. So I was like, okay, that's cool. He announced it on um on people he goes i couldn't bring bozo back alone so here i am to announce the first female bozo the clown jozo bozo who is the first woman of color to play the famed character okay jozo bozo sits down with david arquette david arquette is not in costume he's in david arquette drag i was like okay well who's jozo bozo like who is this woman who's playing jozo bozo there's no information about her because the clowns have to be uh their identities have to be hidden so it's not like i'm gonna find out who is playing jozo bozo at least like not easily so we don't even know who this woman is. She's just Jozo Bozo. Do we know how much David Arquette paid for the Bozo rights? Because that would interest me. Uh-uh. It interested me, too. I couldn't find that out. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to know that. If you know how much that costs or if you know how, if there's like a way that, if that's like public record somewhere, I'd there love to find out. There is something so beautiful about, I just can't get over the fact that he it's used pure. his money from screen. Because like, you could argue that scary movies made clowns scary, right? Like they they contributed to the oh, yeah. kind of legacy of a scary clown. And therefore, David's like, no, I'm going to take the money that I'm earning from a scary movie with a, with a deep legacy and try and mm-hmm. revitalize this. And honestly, when I see pictures of Bozo the Clown, I'm freaked out. Jozo Bozo is not scary, but Bozo the Clown is very scary to me. Well, Jozo Bozo doesn't have, like, Jozo Bozo just has minimal face makeup. Jozo Bozo doesn't have, like, weird hair and head stuff. Well, she also doesn't have a cartoon version of her. There's, like, a, you know, Bozo's, like, also a cartoon as well and had, like, a Mm -hmm. cartoon TV show. Wow. David Arquette owns the rights to Bozo the Clown. That's crazy. Wasn't Uh David Arquette also vaguely involved in, like, wrestling and stuff? He's, like, done a lot of, he's done a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you see he Scream yet? Bozo a you lot. didn't see the newest Scream no, yet, not did yet. you? No, I'm going to okay. wait until it's on Paramount+. There's something, Plus. I don't want to spoil anything, and I will not, but there's something interesting that happens to him in the movie that also makes this, like, more important, too. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, here are some, here are some past moments where David Arquette has referenced 
uh, clowns, or may, whether directly or indirectly, <laughs> from 2010. Get a grip. This is a Daily Mail headline. Get a grip. David Arquette wears attention-seeking clown outfit to the basketball. Okay, that's the in, d- incomplete headline. I think they mean basketball game. But he's at a Lakers game in a Lakers-themed clown outfit. Sure. Okay. Love that. He's there a he clown. Is. He loves being a clown. Okay. In... 2013 he was fully bozo the clown for a halloween party uh-huh. dressed in full bozo drag like the old so you're school, saying like he's 60s bozo. been into bozo for years i mean this is just this, this is not new. a new thing this is like exactly part of his being mm-hmm. when he was you mentioned that he's was into fighting for a while let's go back to 2018 and someone wrestling someone was mentioning uh David Arquette's, you know, fighting career on Twitter and said, this Arquette dude seems pretty cool. I can't wait to welcome him to GCW. Just kidding. This dude is a clown. I'm about to smash his face and gut him like a pig mass transit style. David Arquette quote tweeted that shade and said, I'm not just a clown. I'm the world's most famous clown, Bozo. Okay, terrifying. And then in 2015, my favorite clown story about David Arquette, he was, quote, booted from Justin Bieber's 21st birthday party. And I was like, oh, was he dressed like a clown? No, the write-up just said he was behaving like a clown at Justin Bieber's birthday party because he was talking shit about Justin Bieber at Justin Bieber's birthday party. And then they kicked him out for being rude to Justin okay, but Bieber. he wasn't a clown. He wasn't dressed like a clown. So I was like, wait, did he show up dressed like a clown? No, he just behaved in a clownish manner. I also want you to go to his Wikipedia and see the photo that they used for him. Born September 8th, 1971. Look at the photo. His photo is... Him looking normal, wearing a t-shirt that says Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus with a clown right in the middle. (laughs) His Wikipedia photo is him repping clown pride, I guess. What can we do with Bozo? I mean, the reason it went off the air, David, is because it it seemed to be like an antiquated thing for, for, for the next generation, even though our generation may have loved it. So what do you do with him moving forward to make money or just to make it more popular? Well, there's a lot of uh, rebuilding we have to do for the love of clowns in general and circus. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, obstacles that that we have to overcome, but um, we're being really sensitive about it. There's going to be a lot of charity involved. There'll be a new sort of take. We want everyone to know that Bozo realized that it's not about me, Bozo. It's about the Bozo in our hearts. So we want everyone to get in touch with that Bozo in our hearts. And we want to let that Bozo out and make the world a brighter place. And uh, that's the whole goal. At one point, there were 200 Bozos throughout uh, America and Mexico and Brazil. So we really want to sort of replicate that, but with a family of Bozos. So we want Bozos to represent... um, the world we have now and and the diversity that's out there and and we really want um we want to build a bozo family but i want to also state that the classic bozo will always emanate from chicago and live in chicago so you have to kind of think of it as uh, spider-man into the spider-verse this is what he does now but whatever grounds you you know you know what I love about clowns? Clowns don't need the dot treatment. You just put on makeup and a costume. And he's from a f- he's from a showbiz family too. There's so much here, you know. Oh, there's also a whole there's a mini profile of him in the New York Times from uh, two months ago, where that the lead is literally quote Bozo is my hero. David Arquette said on a chilly Sunday morning as he spray painted a frisbee sized red circle on a warehouse brick wall in the Bushwick section of Brooklyn. Brooklyn, <laughs> we want to let that clown out. 
So he's he's really going all in on the clown thing, and he's getting a lot of press for the clown thing. I'm just like not fully convinced that like clowns are clowns are the moment. I mean, Katy Perry's smile was a huge flop, so even she tried exactly. the clown thing and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the I mean, not to like therapize him. I'm sure he has plenty of therapists, but there is something about being in a showbiz family and relating to a clown. You know what I mean? Like. All the yeah. world's a stage and like I'm just the entertainer and I'm just a clown. Like it really, there is like a little bit of darkness there as well. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I feel like you guys definitely saw the viral trailer for that new animated Pinocchio movie where Pinocchio had the voice of like, I mean, there's no other word like a twink and it was just very funny. Um, so I did some digging to figure out what this movie is because I really didn't believe it was real because, like, it really sounded like, like, I discovered there are two other Pinocchio movies coming out in 2022. One that's directed by Guillermo del Toro, which is, I mean, like, I can't even imagine the madness that will come. And one starring, like, Tom Hanks. And, I like, I just, there are going to be possibly three different Pinocchio movies in 2022. Who asked for this? Okay. Um, love you guys so much. Bye. Crunch, crunch. It is funny that all the wheels have turned somehow in time where it's very much like somehow all of the Pinocchio adaptations are coming out around the same time because you're right we have this one we have the one from Guillermo del Toro right and then wasn't there a Tom Hanks one that either came out or didn't I'm still confused about that as well the caller's right the Tom Hanks one is the Tom Hanks one is still gonna happen it's the Robert Zemeckis one and you know Robert Zemeckis loves the dots and so does Tom (laughs) Hanks (laughs) yo he Robert Zemeckis when he learned about the dots he fucking Mm. lost his mind so (laughs) he was like I'm going all in on the dots are we going to get three Pinocchio movies at the same ish time yeah the Oscars can't handle that I'll tell you that well, you know, one of the reasons this happens, it's not like it's, uh, remember when The Great Gatsby went into the public domain and then like there were so, there was suddenly an onslaught of like Great Gatsby things. Pinocchio is in the public domain, so people can just go willy-nilly, but it is weird it that there are three in one year. in the public domain for a while now. It's not like For it, a bit, yeah. That's what I looked up. I was like, did this just happen? But it's not. So I don't know why it's suddenly happening. It's just funny because it's like, it's almost like the last relevant Pinocchio thing we had was Disney, right? I mean, was there anything after mm-hmm. that? Pinocchio hasn't really been successfully or like popular there was a weird there was a weird roberto benini one that that was a bit of a flop there was that weird jonathan taylor thomas live action one uh-huh. from like the 90s that was also a bit we of a really flop. don't like Pin- pinocchio's really not it is it how do you I feel about it pinocchio yeah no i've always hated the, even the even the disney animated pinocchio that ends on like the island with all the donkeys like it scared the shit out of me like <laughs> Clowns didn't. Pinocchio did. When Pinocchio we'll know when they turns turned to goats, they into did. a boy and then a, do- a donkey, that was troubling. Yeah. And also, Pinocchio Body magic is, is... Body horror is discomforting. Yeah. What was the thing? Pinocchio originally... Because it's a fairy tale. They're fucked up. They're, it's an old fairy you tale. You know what also reminds me of... Do you know the original ending? No, what of is it? Pinocchio? What is it? The original ending, he's hanged. Oh, for being a witch. He's hanged for... 
I don't know why, but he gets hanged oh. at the end of Pinocchio. Okay. Well, he is ma- I'm sure they like yeah. saw the magic. And he kills that cricket. He kills Jiminy Cricket. No. And the other thing is yes. it's it, it makes me it reminds me of those those dolls they sell that look at the back of magazines that look like real babies, you know? Like it's oh, it's I hate discomfort those. It, it reminds oh, me I kind of those. that. Like Yeah. Here's from Wikipedia the original ending of Pinocchio. Pinocchio's bad behavior rather than being charming or endearing, is meant to serve as a warning. Uh, The author originally intended the story, which was first published in 1881, to be a tragedy. It concluded with the puppet's execution. Pinocchio's enemies, the fox and the cat, bind his arms, pass a noose around his throat, and hang him from the branch of an oak tree. This is how it ends. This is the original line. A tempestuous northerly wind began to blow and roar angrily, and it beat the poor puppet from side to side, making him swing violently, like the clatter of a bell ringing for a wedding. And the swinging gave him atrocious spasms. His breath failed him, and he could say no more. He shut his eyes, opened his mouth, stretched his legs, gave a long shudder, and hung stiff Why did they kill their friend? Because it's like, don't don't act the fool. It's a warning to children. Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but what? He just wanted to be a real boy, not a puppet. Yeah. Quit lying, oh, he Pinocchio. Lied. He lied. Quit acting a fool. He lied. I forgot about lying. And he didn't Literally, quit. Literally, the theme and of so Pinocchio is that he lies. I forgot. Yeah. He's a precocious little asshole. Oh, my God. Okay, well. And you know what precocious little assholes get? They get the rope. Isn't that messed what up? What if I told you that's actually the Polly Shore Pinocchio adaptation? God, <laughs> No. Well, Guillermo del Toro is co-directing one of them, and I could see a Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio ending with Pinocchio hanging from a tree. Isn't that awful? Well, they would really have to rebrand the Pinocchio movie to if they were going to do that at the end, because like kids would absolutely not be allowed to go see this. Like they would have to no, be like awful. they would have to rename it like Geppetto's Son, you know, like something. And I'm like- not out here seeing. <laughs> I'm not out here going to Regal Essex to see the Pinocchio for adults. The rated well, R Pinocchio. I would if it was properly marketed and I knew I was getting into some dark shit. Imagine being on the marketing team for this version of Pinocchio. Just like getting to work and being like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, but people were talking about the version that came out with Polly Shore as Pinocchio because it's like the Play funniest. The God, I don't want to talk about hangings anymore. I, I'm trying to switch you away from it, but you I'm keep sorry. dwelling. I don't believe my eyes. Your name will be Pinocchio. Father, when can I leave to be on my own? I've got the whole world to see. That really was. It's so funny. The first time you hear it, you're like, is that Polly Shore? No, it's And it's so... Polly Shore. Because people were like, oh, is Pinocchio, like, gay? Father. <laughs> well, because they, they, they heard the voice and they were like, okay, what's going on with Pinocchio? And I was like, you're not hearing Polly Shore? Like. Who famously voiced uh, the friend in Goofy Movie? <laughs> Mmm, slurpage. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so great, man. Dude, need fondage, bro. Oh, your feet, yeah, yeah, right here. Cheddar! Ah! Cheddar So this Pinocchio is gonna be a who. There is a chance that both the Robert Zemeckis and Guillermo del Toro Pinocchios could be thems, but... TBD on if these things ever come out. Like, how are people not saying that this is a bad idea? Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this. 
you don't have to do this in the words of Anton Shiger. Unless we're going dark, which I think the only one that possibly could be going dark is the the Guillermo del Toro one. We're not quite sure about that. I think it's also stop motion animation. There's something funky about it. But unless you're going dark, you're right. There's no nobody needs the story told. Right. This is not a story that anybody wants to hear. The studio told Robert Zemeckis they got to go dark and he misheard them and just heard dots. <laughs> we got to go dots. We That's what you go said. Dots. We got to go dots. Bob, too many dots. You got too many dots in this movie. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, I'm calling because my friend and I are kind of obsessed with this Annie Ross and Angeline miniseries that's going to be on Peacock that was supposed to come out over two years ago. But I'm calling because I'm hoping you can tell me what is the hooiest element of this, that it's about Angeline, that it stars Emmy Rossum, or that it's on Peacock. Crunch, crunch. From who to them. The hooiest thing is that it's about Angeline. The second, (laughs) then it's kind of a toss up, to be honest. But I feel like with the Olympics, it's now Emmy Rossum, then Peacock. (laughs) So Peacock is only themy because of the Olympics. I don't think the Olympics aren't very themy this year, to be honest. But I do think that Peacock has been has been around long enough to get that bump that to be themier than Emmy Rossum, mm-hmm. who I hasn't been on Shameless for quite a few years. I've been Peacock and left and right lately, but now I'm but now I'm done with my Project oh. Runway watch. Oh, so you're off Peacock. Finale was so good. Been, oh, the finale I've was been so good. Peacocking. Well, you get it. Got to get on peacocking. there for some from for some figure skating or some. Let me see your Peacock or some. I got I got you. Yeah. Okay. You okay. oh you canceled it. You're I mean, fully I, out of peacock. You fully divested from peacock. I haven't I haven't canceled it yet because I finished Project Way last night, so I'm still waffling. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I was just reading about the Color Purple cast remake, and I was wondering who would like to rate the fabulous new potential cast members or guest cast members of the Color Purple from Who to Them. So it's Fantasia. Danielle Brooks, Halle Berry, Corey Hawkins, and Taraji. And, I mean, you can not put Oprah in there, of course. Um, crunch, crunch, Leanne Cuisine. Bye-bye. What's the question? Rank the color purple. Ca- oh, yeah, they just cast the new uh, color purple adaptation. It's exciting. It is exciting. Everyone's really the excited. Movie, the movie adaptation of the musical. I got to say, I feel like these a lot of these people will become themier before this movie comes out in some way. Yeah. Because a lot of them are, like, yeah. in stuff that hasn't come out yet. Like, they're casting true, like, like cuspy talents. You know? Like, like even Halle, Halle Bailey. Bailey yeah. Right. But even, like, a lot of these people, to be honest. Coleman Domingo's on the come up. Coleman Domingo's a who, but he's on the but come up. But that's what I'm saying. Like, And he might be a them like by the, the time it comes out. the dumbest person right. here is Taraji. But, like, uh, you know, followed by Danielle and Fantasia, maybe, and her... I think fan. I I weirdly think I think Fantasia's themier than Danielle. I think that Fantasia has so much. Yeah, she is mononymous. Legacy, legacy them dumb. Yeah, and like name another famous Fantasia right now. And you, you could argue that her is themier than a lot of these people, but by by all of the Honda ads that she's done and how she <laughs> by the very up, nature of like her kind of ambassadorship, <laughs> she's kind of just like who who you know. I retweeted that from who, but the but the. The tweet that someone did that was me reading the cast announcement, and it was the I Love New York reaction meme. Her, 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 and the fourth one was H-E-R, her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think we got, you're right, Taraji at the top. I'm going to say Dan, I'm going to say Fantasia next, then Danielle Brooks. Yeah. Who do we have left? We have uh, Halle Bailey. Then Halle Bailey. Colin Domingo, Corey Mm -hmm. Hawkins, her. 
I think I think Coleman Domingo's next. Then Halle Berry. And then Halle then, Bailey. Uh, Halle Bailey, not Barry. You're confusing her like Twitter. Sorry, not I know I, I know who she is, but I'm just saying Chloe Bailey has now shot ahead because she's just Chloe. Mm-hmm. Then her, then Corey Hawkins. I think Corey Hawkins at the bottom. Yeah, I agree. Interesting, but okay. this will shift before the movie comes out. I betcha. But it's like Corey. Ha- uh... I don't know who's Corey Hawkins again. No, Corey Hawkins still at the bottom. Who is Corey he? Corey Hawkins still at the bottom. He's in the Heights. Oh yeah, I don't know. I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. He was also in um Straight Outta Compton. Uh huh. Uh huh. Bottom. Okay. Okay. I do feel like because her is like her is the the she's the center of the who's on first of our new age. She should be below. She, she should be the lowest. It feels. I mean, it feels rude to put her anywhere because she's so mystifying in terms of like how famous are you? You are. Her? You are so famous, yeah. but like it's your like name really makes it impossible. They're like <laughs> and presenting the award for blah blah blah. It's her, and you're like her. <laughs> no, I mean it's just it, it. It it. I know the joke lends itself to everything, but I still am confused by her, by by her. <laughs> okay, I can't do this anymore. She, Every time we do it, I can't do it. We're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, commentaries, Woo-hoo. a newsletter that I think comes out Marry Me today. Commentary um, coming soon. This is going to be exciting. Marry me Why watch it by yourself soon. when you could watch it with us? What are we, aren't we reading Chriselle's book for the show, too? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, my God. The things we do for the patrons. Chriselle's book's out uh, yesterday. Katie. We just got them in the mail. Thank you so much. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our uh, read a theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Thank you to everyone who's leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. We love you. We love your ratings and your reviewings. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Marry Me. It's out now. Bye. <laughs> you will yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Hey, Lindsay Bobby, um, I'm calling in about <laughs> natural deodorant because we're talking about how it doesn't work. Um, not only am I here to confirm Bobby's side of the story that it doesn't really work, um, I also am backed up by the Dwayne Reed employee who, when I went to go get the deodorant out of the little cabinet, I had to like press the button and unlock it and came over. He was like, oh, wait, yeah. I was like, oh, just that top one. I pointed at it, and he just stopped and, like, looked at me. I was like, you know, that doesn't work, right? You know, you're going to be better off doing something else. And I was just flabbergasted at the honesty, but it turns out he was right. Um, it does not – it works for, like, two hours. But, yeah. You're not alone, Bobby. Uh, crunch, crunch. Bye. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I thought that Carrie Coon was married to Trace Lissette, not Tracy Letts. And I'm disappointed. Okay, grateful for Shauna. Am I the only person who thought that Kelsey Grammer was British? I've gone my whole life thinking that he was British, and I'm 32. And I can't get it off of my, out of my head. He's apparently not British.